everyone, you're listening to Conversations with the Peace Prince. I'm your host, Salama Enang, and I like having had conversations about relationships, love, and everything in between. So that's what this podcast is going to be. All right, we're back. So, Pauline, I'm going to be housing you. If you question. Oh, my God. Why do I feel like I'm on the hot seat? <laughs> I'm already scared before you even start. Okay. Maybe you are. Let me brace up. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, do you have a therapist? Like a personal therapist? Um, no. I used to. What happened? Um okay, so it was in a different country. Yeah, it was in a different country and now that I'm back in this country, I wouldn't say I have a therapist, but I have friends that I talk to almost like therapy mm. if, if you get what i'm saying mm. so like i have friends where, that i go to if i'm feeling a type of way mm. you know but they're not trained therapists but yeah something like that you so you you you'd say like a, a good a good support system yeah is I, I have like amazing support system yeah do you ever struggle of course like all the time like yeah just we work and i mean how can you be in this country and not struggle don't we all struggle in this country (laughs) (laughs) like the struggle is real out here so yeah i mean all the time people all the time so um what do you typically do like before you talk to anybody what's the first thing you would do if you were having like maybe like if you were feeling down or i mean for okay for example for me like i mean before this podcast actually we actually like had a session Mm -hmm. and I mean, like, remember when I was telling you how, like, me feeling like I took, like, a mental sabbatical? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get to that point where you feel like that? Oh, yes, all the time. But the thing is, I'm, I'm like, the kind of person who's, like, chop life before life chops you. Mm. That sort of thing. Mm. So I always, like, if I have a headache, I'm like, okay, see you next week. I'm going on the holiday. You know, I, I like to treat myself every now and then. Mm. You know, I don't let myself get to that point of no return if you get what i'm saying i get like i I don't like to mask how i'm feeling so if it's if it's a headache or if it's just me feeling tired or lacking motivation i just like take a break when i need it i don't there's no price for being hard guy you get fam i want to hug you for that comment just now (laughs) so yeah they did not born you people to be hard guy hope you're chased yeah Uh -uh. but so um okay for for instance like like and I like I like what you just said like you don't ever get to the point where you feel the need to just completely shut down yeah. and I, and, I, and I think that's something I do a lot I mean even though like I do I talk I talk and I'm open mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I'm always not I I have this thing where I push myself to, like yeah, too far too hard. yeah so like I go and go and go the only time I take a break is when my body literally wakes up one morning and tells me. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Young, young. I want to die. Go and die. <laughs> but leave me the house. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I think a lot of people are in, in the same shoes. Like, And for me, I actually... Well, I think I, I learned the hard way. Mm. So now I know better than to just let myself get to that point. Because, you know, when you go through a point... I mean, I've been depressed before. I've yeah. battled, like... Oh, I've battled, like, mental illness that was actually induced by sickness. So mm. I was ill for a period. Like, yeah. I had um, some kind of hypertension in my skull, yeah, which got me to the point of like feeling depressed almost every day. Yeah, I didn't even realize what was happening to me until a friend was like, "See, you're acting crazy. Like you need to see a doctor." Yeah, and this this was in the UK, and I didn't think anything would be like. Imagine you're helping other people with their mental health issues, and you don't even realize that that you have issues. So 
now I, once I just feel like okay I can't you know this is getting out of hand I just I just take a break like I accept the fact that I'm human yeah. and another thing that I've come to realize is this like I can't take care of people if I'm not taking care of myself yes. so it's very important for me yes. to take care of myself because yes. a lot of people are depending on me so yes. I have to feel like I have to feel at my at my best do you understand yeah. what I'm saying yeah. so Completely. yeah so um Okay, so can we can we talk about the um, hypertension in your score just for a bit? Like. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh god, okay, that's where it's so deep. Like, hmm. Oh god, Story we're so about deep. to go deep. Okay, um, so yeah, let's 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 hear a bit about, okay, about so that. So I, hmm, mm. I feel like do you want part one or part two? Ah, you know, a spiritual check, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. A little bit of backstory. So I had been at home for years. Like mm. I immediately after secondary school, my family was in Israel. My dad was a diplomat and all of that. Yeah. And so my dad, um, he went on a trip. Yeah. You know, he said he was going. He was going back to Nigeria, and he was like, when I was just rounding up a secondary school, and that was a trip where he was supposed to like pay for tuition, mm. like for uni. Like I was supposed to move to the UK after that session mm. and then start uni. But then unfortunately, my dad didn't return from that trip. So a few weeks after that, he passed on. Oh my like, god! Mysteriously. Oh know? my god! So everything changed, people. Everything changed. Like, like zero to like hundred like, to yeah. Like it went from hundred to zero real quick. Like it went. It, it was. It was so quick. You know, my life became like a movie. Like guys, Nigerian movies are real. Those things you see are very real. You mm. know, and literally everything went. You know, so I went from having it all to having nothing, you know, oh, and wow. then I was home for like four years. Oh, wow. Just like hoping on hope, like really having nothing and just praying about, like school became more of a, a wish mm. than something that, you know, I should have, you know, before it was like, yeah, every child should be in school. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to school. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like, the next step. I didn't realize that. So for some people, it's actually a privilege. You know, and that that was what it became oh, for wow. me. You know, so eventually, after my family went through a phase, and then my mom saved up for a bit, and then we went to, um, I went to the UK. Mm. I started my first year. Um, I didn't realize how much staying at home had had done to me. So yeah. I had lived in so much fear of the future. Yeah. Um, by the time I got to uni, I was so like mentally drained from everything that I had been through yeah. that I couldn't even catch up with uni. Like I was struggling to keep up with my grades you know i was struggling to i would think about home and like finances back home like oh how is mom coping and all of that so all of that just like added up to become some kind of like stressor you know and by the time i wrote my first semester exams in uni i could barely pass Mm. like my grades were so low and i couldn't believe this was me yeah. Like I went from from being the kid who in the straight A's yeah like who even if it wasn't straight A's the fact that I, I mean I could pass like if I didn't like get straight A's in school like, like passing school, wasn't an yeah, issue yeah like it was something you ever had exactly, to struggle with like if I didn't get straight straight A's in, in school it was because I didn't want to push myself too hard it wasn't because it was a problem you're like let me not just overdo my say like it was more like mm, a big like we've tried now <laughs> like we didn't feel you understand you know it's now getting to a point where like I couldn't even meet cut off cut off mark. My mm. contact mark was 40 and I'm getting like 36, mm. 39, mm. you know. And I remember going to my form teacher, like when he gave me like my last paper mm. and I saw it was, it was 35 over 40 or something and no, 35 over 100 and mm. the contact mark was 40. Mm. I remember just like breaking down in his office and just crying. I couldn't believe what had happened to me. Like 
how did I get to this point? So I'm, I'm just here like asking God why. And he looks at me and he's like, okay, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I tell him how I've been at home for four years and all of the things that have happened to me. And he's like, look, you're such a strong lady. Like, you've been through all of that and you're here. Like, you should count yourself lucky. Yeah. You know? And at that point, I felt so strong. Yeah. You know, I felt like, oh, I had really overcome a lot. Like, I should give myself more credit. Yeah. For everything I'd been through and yeah. I'd survived. Anyways, um, fast forward, all of that still affected me mentally. Yeah. You know, um, eventually, because of all the, I developed a lot of anxiety because mm. I just started thinking about what would happen if I failed. You know, that would mean my mom will have to pay tuition for another year, money that we didn't have. You mm. know, we we're really struggling to just have me in, in uni. Mm. You know, and I didn't realize how much damage anxiety could do. You know, and that turned into depression. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm having like this huge migraine. I wake up with every morning. Mm. I go to bed, wake up in the morning, and it's worse. Mm. And then it gets so bad that sometimes I feel like I need to throw up. Mm. You know, like, nothing is making sense anymore. I know that this is not my body. Like, this is not my, my, my mind. Like, something is different. Yeah. And then there's a day, this is my friend Aisha. She, you know how we all have, like, a crazy friend in our circle who doesn't make sense sometimes? Yeah. You know, but somehow, this time, this my friend was making sense. Yeah. She was like... P, I think you're very stupid. Like, you need to go and see the doctor. How, how, how can you tell me you've been in the dark? So I wouldn't turn on the lights. I just wanted to be in the dark. And I didn't realize that I had symptoms of, like, a very severe disease, mm. you know. So I go to the hospital, and I tell the doctor, and I'm like, this is what I'm feeling. You know, I feel nauseous. I feel tired. I feel depressed. I have no motivation to do anything, all of that. And my eyes hurt. You know, my head hurts. And she's like, well, the symptoms you're describing are symptoms of, like, a brain tumor. Mm. I'm like, no, like, it can't <laughs> be. Because, I mean, I'm a psychology student. I know what a brain tumor is, you yeah. know. And I'm like, nah, that, that's not what it is. You know, but she's like, okay, well, we're just, we're just going to send you for, a, like, a scan and see what it says. Yeah. yeah. So she sends me for a CT scan. So I'm walking out in my room one of these days trying to jump ropes, and then I see like a call from a private number and I knew it's from the clinic yeah so I pick up and it's like oh hi is this Pauline with LJ I'm like yeah this is she and they're like okay so you need to come down it's an emergency and when they say it's an emergency in the UK you better take it seriously yeah you know because I mean they don't just call you like you know usually you have to go in based on an appointment yeah and here yeah. I am like being told I have to come in like now yeah like come into the hospital so I, I rush and she's like okay good thing is it's not brain tumor but bad thing is, it's serious. You need to go. Um, so she refers me to this other clinic just across the road. Like, it's a bigger hospital. Mm. And then I go there. But they're like, give it directly to the doctor. But I'm too curious. So I open it to see what's inside. And it says you have idiopathic intracranial hypertension. So I Google it. And it's basically like glaucoma. So wow. there's like pressure on my optic nerve. Like oh, it's wow. Been, so there's so much pressure in my skull that it's damaging like my optic nerve oh wow this could have led to blindness without google guys if you don't understand google yeah google. it's called idiopathic intracranial hypertension so mm-hmm. it's something to do with your cranial nerve for, for those of you that understand basic biology please don't ask me i don't know <laughs> yeah um so um basically um my optic nerve was being damaged yeah and it would have just you Go know on. yeah no. 
and that's the end. Like, you could have literally just slumped somewhere and died. Exactly. Like, it would, I would have Damn, just woken up one morning and be blind. Damn, meh. Yeah, so that's why you need to, like, check your health, people. Oh, like, wow. mental health is real health. Like, you need to be very conscious of what's happening to you. So, um, I go through, the longer short is, I go through a series of scans and all of that. Like, mm. I go through several medical procedures. The most painful of them had to be the lumbar puncture. So what happens in lumbar puncture is they pass this needle through your spine. Mm. And they, so I've seen that thing on like TV. Oh yeah. So um, with with this hypertension thing with IIH, that's the short form for this illness. Yeah. We're not going to be saying the full name, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> um, it's stressful. Exactly. So with this illness, what happens is sometimes there's too much fluid in your in like your skull. Yeah. And there's only two places you can take out the fluid from. So it's from your skull or your spinal cord. And yeah. obviously nobody's going to like open your brain and take out the fluid. So they take so you have it from to your through, spinal yeah, cord. Yeah, you have to go through your spine. So obviously like I had to do this. The first time I did it, it failed. They couldn't find the point. Because oh, wow. you know how like your, your spinal cord is like interwoven? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So it, it, like the point is just one point they can take it from. So it's like somewhere around like your lower. Is, is that your abdomen? Where is that place called? Yeah. Are you talking about here? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, somewhere, somewhere on your back, like your waist, your lower back, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So the first time I did it, and then the like, this needle is so long, guys. I've seen it. I've seen it on TV. Like you have no idea, and they try to numb the area. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. They try to numb the area, but man, it wasn't working. Oh wow! So you felt this pain? Yeah. So oh no. And the worst part of it is, like, at the bottom of your spine, there are some nerves. Mm. So, like, you can actually feel like you're getting paralyzed. Like, mm. oh, it was so crazy. Like, I was just crying. My husband was crying. Everybody was crying. Uh, and it still didn't work, guys. Ah. Like, it still failed after all the pain I went through. Long and short is I, I had to go through that, like, three months after. And then they drained. So, I think the fluid isn't supposed to be more than, like, 20. You know when you measure something and it's, like, okay, the highest it should be is, like, 24. Yeah. In whatever... Um, you need to measure yeah, yeah. But then mine was like 32. Ha. You know, like it shouldn't be more than 25. Mine is 32. Mm. So they have to drain from like 32 down, down. to like 19 just yeah. so that it's really low. You know, and the worst part of it is you have to like stay curled up. Like your knee has to be touching your your chest. Yeah. You know, like on this very tiny bed that's like two two inches i don't even know how to describe it yeah but it was a very painful procedure and then i had to be in and out of the hospital for years you know i had to part of that was i had to lose some weight as well like it was just a crazy procedure but then two years after like i was certified free from that but then guys i still have to do checkups like every six months for my Mm. eyes like Mm. you know and that's the thing about even mental illness you can't just say because you've overcome once like you're never going to get back to that point you need to keep looking out for yourself and keep taking care of yourself do you get what i'm saying like Uh, yeah you can't just say oh like free and i mean i want to believe that we're free forever but the truth is the reality is it's not always like that you have to especially when it's not like just something that is what's the word especially when it's something that affects you the way like Pauline's affected her like yeah. physically where exactly. something like they have to do a procedure to, procedure to save your life exactly so yeah you know like till now it's been like it's been like four years mm. um i mean it's two years since i've been certified free from whatever was disturbing me yeah you know but I still feel like strain in my eyes like I still feel there are days when I wake up and you know I don't feel like at my best you know Mm. there are days when okay like my neurologist advised me to ensure that I I try to run you Mm. know because for some reason they don't know why but running helps like with 
INH. Yeah. So I still have to like, you know, keep just because you know you're free from something or you get help doesn't mean that you stop doing the work. You know, you still need to keep doing the work. You know, and that's something everyone needs to know. So mm. yeah. Mm. Ah, thank you. Yeah, but the story is longer than this. So it's just that like, this is short form. <laughs> yeah. Story is long, man. Story is long. But did you ever tell your family or your mom all of this that oh, was going yeah. on? Oh yeah, like my mom knew. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't afford to have like, like to, come, to come visit. To the, yeah. So she was really worried, and that that also made her sick. But guys, I had the best support system. Shout out to my my um, housemate Kokoma who was with me at almost every appointment like i love that girl so much like she she was she was there she prayed she 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 supported she followed for every appointment she, you know just being there like that made yeah. me feel a lot better and yeah. you know my other friend amanda like i had so many friends that you know really just looked out for me and you know they were there they said something positive so yeah like even though my mom wasn't there mm. i could tell you that like my support system in uni people just praying for me yeah so guys yeah you're hearing right especially yeah. like a lot of you who carry out the carry on with the oh my god i'm saved now i don't need people in my life oh, nah, um it's just there's a particular tweet that i saw i'm pretty sure that most of you from twitter that are going to listen to this thing know the tweet i'm talking about and you offended me so much that um somebody would like it was from a christian and the person went on to say how that um if you're a Christian, what do you need an ac- accountability partner for? Um, the Holy Spirit is there. If you cannot talk to the Holy Spirit, it means you're not... I think it means you're not saved enough or something. I don't remember, but it was something that was just too wow. offensive. And I'm just there and I'm like, it's such a wrong thing to say. Yeah. Because if, let's say, somebody who just found Christ was reading that tweet, yeah, you set them down like a road that it would take so much convincing to come back mm-hmm. from like you said them on the wrong path because they're not going to feel like okay i don't need anybody yeah. so i'm just going to stay on my own and i'm just going to hear the holy spirit and if i don't ever hear him then i'm not saved enough and mm-hmm. it's it's just a is on an is an unnecessary it's just an journey unrealistic. an unrealistic yeah. thing like like the tweet pushes god to seem like i don't yeah. want you to have people in your life mm-hmm. i don't want you to have people that's uh, like that want the best for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to be alone and to be secluded. And if you're not alone and you're not secluded, then you don't know me enough. I feel like isolation is a trick of the devil. Fam. You know, it's what he does when he wants to separate you from the Fam. people who should be praying for you. The people Fam. Should, I mean, these are some of the tricks. I told that you that she's preaching. Use, you know? She's preaching. <laughs> Preach this to These me. are like some of the tricks that abusers use when they want to like they want to prey on you you know and that's what the devil tells you like you need to be alone people are tired of you why do you need to be like um, telling people about your problems nobody cares about you you know but no like in fact god talks about like fellowshipping with brethren Mm. you know i think in psalm 133 verse 1 i think it says like it's a good thing when we fellowship together in unity it's like the oil that flows from aaron's beard hey you know so like there's something about you something about community you know the bible talks about community thank you wow see she's dropped another word that like i'm so big on like yeah so, community is everything exactly like, don't let anybody lie to you i would say that one of the reasons why I'm, i've been able to overcome some of the hardest things in my life is just the people in my space mm. you know like the people who god has put and if god has given you these people and he has put them in your space who are you to say no they need to be far off and they need to be you know they need to be do, be with somebody else or be doing something else mm. like no come on like if god has chosen to love upon us please receive all the love that he has to offer 
this i like the fact that she used the word receive yeah. so many people do not know how to receive exactly. love exactly like, so many people do not know how to and like they don't know how to let other people be there exactly. for them like they do not understand how somebody can just want to love you yeah. like really genuinely just love you and be there for you in the capacity that you need at that particular yeah. time it's just is yeah and i like that quote smart. that says you deserve all the love you've been trying to give you know mm. sometimes we give out a lot mm. and then when it's time to receive it we're mm. just like no we're not deserving of it mm. you know but come on people like we need to learn to just receive like sit back and just receive all the love that we're mm. trying to give sometimes it's not i mean if you pour out so much of yourself you would eventually become empty you need to actually yes. you know and that's i mean jesus christ came to fill us up as christians we need to um, we need to be more um, wholesome in mm. our views of the yeah. world and in just life, in mental health, in everything. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm. Mad. Yeah. I, I had so much fun like, just talking about this issue. I didn't realize how much fun I would have. See, but, like, and you were forming. Oh my God, I, I'm I so know, nervous right? before. Like, I knew guys. Like, and I think another thing to note is how, like, like you said, um, god doesn't use isolation like you have to be able to tell the difference like so yeah when you're i've had seasons in my life where i've told god like um i need i need god doesn't use isolation he uses separation yeah. and there's a big difference between separation and, and isolation. isolation separation yeah. take was preaching now <laughs> so much rumor in this room oh my god see who's preaching okay. you are motivating <laughs> it it's you oh that said this day like separation takes you out of the situation that is destroying you and moves yeah. you somewhere else isolation breaks you off from everything that could yeah, possibly help you yes. move to the next level and i I'm, mean there's that part in, in the bible that talks about like if if um is any one of you sick mm. you know, let them call the elders and others like you know there's a part where the bible realizes that uh, okay i'm going to you're going to be sick mm. to the point where you can't even pray for yourself so you need to call the elders mm. you know I mean, elders there doesn't really mean like okay, people are old. Sometimes it's just like other people to hold you. In pre- um, I'm trying to remember the story of who was in a battle in the Bible and needed his hands to be held because if he put his hands down, um, the other side was winning. You I know, don't remember people. the story. I don't either, know if it's Moses honestly. or something, but uh, well, sorry guys, I'm sorry to disappoint you <laughs> in the Bible study, but um, you, you shall get the point. Like sometimes you need people to actually hold your hand. Like Moses needed Aaron, David needed Jonathan. Yes. I said this before. Yes. We need people in our corner. Jesus had um, Simon Peter, you know. So isolation is not separation. Please, what's that thing you said before? Please say it again. Say it how you said it. <laughs> God doesn't use isolation. God uses separation. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Separation brings you out of the place where, like, you pray that, okay, God, I want you to show me what it is I'm doing wrong, or the people in me, people around me that are not good for me, uh, mm-hmm. that are poison to me. Separation will lift you out of that situation, so you can look into it from the other side. Yeah. Isolation will cut you off. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of Christians are stuck confusing isolation and separation. Very true. And a lot of Christians are stuck in the, oh, I'm isolated, so um, I'm going to stay isolated because God wants me to be isolated right now. And I feel like one of the things that I had to learn, like when it comes to me and like phases in my life is I used to say isolation a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn like how it's really not isolation yeah. because in those times, I never actually feel alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I never feel like, oh, God, there's nobody there. Like, I always feel like, okay, the people that were causing me so much stress are not in this space anymore, yeah. right? So now, like, I'm separated for me to be able to grow. There's a difference exactly. between that. Cause separation always leads to growth. Oh. Isolation, on the other hand, really... <laughs> <laughs> 
church say amen, people? Can the church say amen? <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like I'm one of those people who will just be like, preach pasta. <laughs> I promise, like, there's some time in church, I'll be like, mm, I'm snapping my finger, yeah, like, yeah. yes, and people yes. are like, I'm like, aren't you feeling like, are you not, fe- are you not feeling this thing here? I- Is it only me? Can you not hear what's going on oh from god. that mic? Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this was a really good episode, actually. I actually really like having yeah. this conversation. With I feel you. like we should have more of these kinds of conversations, yes, we actually should. You see, that's one of the things that, um, okay, so the event I did like earlier on. Like I think what is it September October when when October right yeah. oh my god wow this this year is fast I think September <laughs> I think it's September yeah um the event I did in September that's why it was called conversations with the fit because I want to be able to have people just sit down yeah relax and just be honest exactly especially christians because i feel like there's so much fakeness mm-hmm. when it comes to believing in jesus i'm not no offense to you guys i'm not trying to be offensive right now but yeah. i feel like there's a lot of self-righteousness like exactly. okay i believe in god you know i believe jesus died on the cross and i believe like i'm reconciled to the father mm-hmm. but then there's also hey because i'm a christian ha now wow i cannot i cannot admit i'm broke so let yeah. me shut up and die in silence Baba, if you don't ask for help, how will you get it? Exactly. Like I feel like there's so many scriptures in the Bible that points to the fact that Jesus Christ or even just God knew that we would face these things. So mm-hmm. He like he sent people with those scriptures to as a way of just letting us know that it's okay to feel this way, but then this is how you counter your feelings. Like exactly. when it says like be anxious for nothing. It's be, like if you are not going to be anxious for something, there wouldn't be a scripture to say be anxious for nothing. Thank you very Do you much. Understand? Like when the Bible says let the weak say I am strong. Like it's because it knows it's because he knows point. that you're going to feel yeah. weak. Like, hey, you know when the Bible says uh, when Jesus oh, said, no. um, you know, even you, the, in this world even, you face many challenges. Even the scripture that talks about um, who with worry can what's that thing? I don't remember. I don't remember the exact words, but you guys the know the scripture <laughs> I'm talking about. When they talk about when the Bible talks about how like what you're worrying your worrying cannot change anything like exactly. if you worry from now till the end of the day it's not going to make the situation better exactly if god so. did not know that the emotion worry would exist there will be there won't be a scripture exactly it's it's so I exhausting feel like we have this conversation on for and like hundreds like, of hours this needs to be like a conversation for another day like you so know. you guys i'm going to bring pauline on on podcast again because yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure i love you're going to enjoy this episode yeah, so i hope so if you guys enjoy please let me know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and like you people should, if you need therapy, just holler yeah. at me. I'll give you baby girl's number. So when she's giving you that session, those housings, don't be any housings. Hop and down inside. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Pauline. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Like I enjoyed this more than I ever thought I would. See. You know, like I, I really enjoyed this. Especially because nobody can see my face. Ha ha ha. Do you know that's what I realized with podcast? I I tweeted this thing. I'm like, if you guys had told me that podcast was sweet like this, because there's no camera record. Ah, for no open podcasts. <laughs> me, I just the fact that you're sitting down behind and you're talking, you're just talking. I know, like and I you're just be myself. Like, do you understand? I'm not worried about how I'm smiling. You're not worried or... if your makeup is paying enough. You if this, you know, nice. the sleigh is like. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you. Until next time, bye. Bye.